Um, want to remind everyone to download, rate, and subscribe to the 415ers podcast. Coming at you three times a week on the Odyssey Sports Podcast Network. Evan Giddings, Mark Randy with you. As always, appreciate any downloads, subscriptions, and ratings for our podcast. It's always fun to do episodes like this, but of course, it does come as all 49ers wins, losses, games seem to come with a caveat. And that is Debo Samuel, who at the time uh, in the second quarter when he went down, I feared the worst. I feared the worst when Jimmy Garoppolo went down, and especially when the tweets and the reports were coming out that Debo attempted to walk off the field, then could not. They had to bring the card out. Of course, the scene was honestly like most season-ending injuries typically look, which is Debo Samuel with his head in his palms crying, being carted off the field, and his teammates you know, giving him as much love as they can on his way to the locker room. Fortunately, though, the report from Kyle Shanahan after the game is that it is more likely a high ankle sprain, which would put Debo's return optimistically towards the end of the regular season, if not the beginning of the playoffs. We will wait and see. But the good news, Mark, is that Debo Samuel's season is not done. So that's what is good from this, even though he did get hurt. Um but either way, it's it's a big loss. And especially with the way that Debo Samuel is playing in this game. I do want to add that. I know Christian McCaffrey was fantastic picking up the slack of where Debo left uh, the field. But Debo Samuel, through essentially one and a half quarters, had four receptions for 43 yards, as well as four carries on the ground, 21 yards, and that opening drive 13-yard touchdown for the 49ers, which in a lot of ways sort of set the tone with Debo's physical play, his ability to, as always, kind of stiff arm through receivers, impose his physicality on the other team. Uh, but unfortunately, he left prematurely. Yeah, you look at, you, you mentioned the high ankle sprain for Trent Williams earlier this year. Suffered week three against the uh, Broncos in Denver on the road in that, that tough 11 to 10 loss. He missed week four, missed week five, missed week six, returned week seven against Kansas City. You kind of got the sense he was returning a little early, he was he was kind of pushing that timetable there, um, and he's talked a lot, you know, about how he's he's kind of a, a, a different different beast when it comes to healing from injuries. He recovers extremely quickly. I personally, and again, this is early. He's going to get an MRI. We'll know a lot more. Uh, you know, we're recording this here Sunday evening. We'll know a lot more Monday. Kyle Shannon has a conference call Monday afternoons with the media. We'll probably know more by then. We'll, of course, have full updates for you on our, our midweek episode coming up on Wednesday, which will also be a, a preview episode for the 49ers and, and the Seahawks. But um, you you think about that. He missed week four, week five, week six, came back week seven against Kansas City. I would say four, four missed games for Debo Samuel seems like the absolute minimum. That would be a gigantic win for the 49ers if that was – what was to happen in this game in this instance, Debo Samuel's injury. But when you when you look at this, Evan, we talk a lot about the Niners getting the two seed, winning the NFC West. Niners can win the NFC West on Thursday. They can wrap it up. If they don't, they still have a chance later on in the season to do it. Right now for the 49ers, the NFC West seems very likely. So if that's the case, if you win the NFC West, really the worst you can do is be the three seed in the NFC. I know I just t- got you know done talking about how important it could be to be the two, but really the three is the worst you can possibly do. So for the 49ers, it's obviously a loss to lose Debo Samuel. 
but you hold him out for the rest of the regular season. You cross your fingers and hope he's ready for the wild card round at Levi Stadium against whoever it is, and you use him there. Postseason starts. It's a whole different season. Who knows what happens at that point? Niners are in the driver's seat to win the NFC West. You do that. You take care of business. You hold Debo Samuel out until the postseason when it really matters, and then you never know what could happen. It's obviously a a terrible piece of luck for the 49ers once again. You could not have asked for an injury uh, to uh, you know a more dynamic player of this 49ers offense. Debo Samuel is incredible. But considering where they are at this point in the season, how close they are to an NFC West championship, Evan, this is something that the Niners can survive, assuming that it's not, you know, a, a 10-week injury for Devo Samuel. If it's six weeks, the Niners should be okay. They should be okay. But, of course, time will tell. Hey, and look, I know personally my affinity for Devo Samuel since the beginning of last year has grown pretty much every single week. Like, I, I love watching Debo Samuel play the game of football. But if Brock Purdy is going to play the way that he has played each of his first two weeks as de facto QB1, then yes, I'm with you. They don't need Debo Samuel to win and get into the playoffs. Now, they, they may need Debo if they want to potentially become the two seed, as you predict they will. But I think, to me, the clearer goal is to win the division, which is right in front of them. And, of course, they can lock up this week against Seattle. Debo will be sorely missed, and his presence will be. But if they're able to win the football game, to me, it comes down to the last few weeks of the season. Kyle Shanahan figuring out where he can load manage that team a bit to make sure his team is as healthy as possible going into the playoffs. And that's where I want to go with this conversation next, Mark, because immediately after Debo Samuel was injured in the second quarter on a run up the middle, kind of similar to, I don't want to say, well, everyone was throwing out the Trey Lance comparison. To me, they're different plays, but Debo Samuel essentially is being used as a running back. He's being used up the middle. He's being used in, in an area, of course, which is where a lot of bodies are rolling around, people getting rolled up under, and it unfortunately happens to Debo Samuel. People started to, to come down Kyle Shanahan's road. And I'm not just talking about bloggers. I'm not just talking about fans. I'm talking about Jerry Rice literally posting on Instagram and adding Debo Samuel, Trey Lance, and Jimmy Garoppolo, effectively asking why the 49ers are running their players up the middle of the field. And like Jerry Rice is the greatest player potentially in the history of the football, that with the football, National Football League. <laughs> but yes, the football. But to me, that like that does not apply to what happened. And as much as we've had the hypothetical conversation of luck versus injury versus who's to blame, Kyle Shanahan is certainly included in that. And the 49ers have definitely had some bad luck with injuries. It's the second quarter of a football game in which you're up 21 trying to step on a team's throat heading into half. Like that's a, that's a very normal play. And it's just, again, some people, and I've tossed around the word trend, might call it for the 49ers, but to, there's nothing you can do about that, Mark. No, I'm with you. And to quote what Jerry Rice posted on Instagram, quote, please stop running our skill players up the middle at Trey Lance, at Jimmy Garoppolo, now at Debo Samuel, 19 problems, all hurt. Um, I'm with you. It's a ridiculous statement 
You it was can, a nice picture, by the way, of Debo. Nice, nice it was a nice shot. picture. His headshot from from earlier in the season. Got a nice smile. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, but yes, I agree with you. I think it is a ridiculous statement. Debo Samuel is Debo Samuel is your elite weapon, and he is as good as he is. He is as effective as he is because he can take handoffs and he can work as a dual threat, both as a pass catcher and as a runner of the football. Uh, let me ask you a question, Evan. Were these same, you know, 49er fans, whoever they are, blockers, media members, just upset fans, frustrated fans, when Debo Samuel had the first touchdown of the game on the ground, a run around the right side of the line? But it was on the outside, Mark. It was on the outside. He could have cut it up the middle if he wanted to. You never know. I mean, what, what what's the difference? I mean, really? Obviously, the result, and that, that's the answer. The difference in those two plays is is the result. One ends in a touchdown and, and one one ends in a run. But if you're going to be upset just because you think Kyle Shanahan put his guy in harm's way because he ran the ball with him, then you need to come with that same anger and frustration every time he runs the ball, even on the times when he's successful running the ball. I, I, I found this stat on on Twitter. Let me scroll down and find it here really quick. It was, it was uh, pretty incredible. Most touchdown runs of 10 or more yards since the start of 2021. So last year, last year's playoffs and this year, Debo Samuel, nine touchdown runs of 10 or more yards on 113 carries. Meanwhile, Nick Chubb, nine touchdown runs of 10 or more yards on 422 carries. So Debo Samuel tied for the most 10 or more yard touchdown runs in the NFL over the last two seasons. And he's doing it on about a quarter of the carries of the next best guy, Nick Chubb. If you are upset that Debo Samuel got injured, first of all, understandable. It's an incredible gut punch to a team that is really rolling right now. Second of all, he that is what makes him so elite. His ability to run the ball. He beats defenses routinely at it. You cannot be upset at the head coach for putting the ball in his playmaker's hands in a situation that he has routinely dominated over the last two seasons. It is an unfortunate injury. Yes, 100%. No one is questioning that. But it is not on Kyle Shanahan for giving the ball to his elite playmaker in a situation he has dominated. And I think this comes from a place of the fans not feeling a necessity to use Debo Samuel. Like, Debo Samuel was one of the most heavily used hybrid backs last year, as well as receivers, as anyone in football. But I never heard anyone complaining about how he was used or the amount of hits that he was taking, whether it be on Jimmy Garoppolo's occasional hospital balls or runs up the middle. Didn't hear it. Why? Because the 49ers needed Debo Samuel to do what he did last year in order for them to make their run to the conference title game. With the addition of Christian McCaffrey, with what once was Elijah Mitchell, now you know a slew of backs there, Jordan Mason, I don't think fans feel like Kyle Shanahan needs to use Debo Samuel like that. And I think that's a misnomer because... One of the first things that I got, Mark, was a text from a couple people saying, why hasn't Jordan Mason touched the ball yet? Like, why are we giving Debo Samuel the ball up the middle in the second quarter up by 21 
when Mason hasn't been on the field. And my question to them was this. If you could run Debo Samuel on that drive four times up the middle, it results in a touchdown. You go up 28 points, which they eventually did, heading into the second half. And then Debo Samuel does not see the field. Would you be willing to put him in harm's way in about a three to four minute span so that he gets basically the rest of the game off and then you don't have to use him? Like, that's what Kyle Shanahan is trying to do. He's trying to end the game as quickly as possible so that he can preserve McCaffrey, Debo, all of those skill position players that Jerry Rice and others are saying are being put in harm's way. That's how I saw it. Yeah, and let's not forget who they're playing. I know Tom Brady is having a tough season. The offense for Tampa Bay, nowhere near where they've been the last couple of years. You're playing against the best quarterback of all time, who just erased a 14-point deficit in a matter of minutes on Monday Night Football for everyone to see, literally six days ago. It's 21-0 in the second quarter. Yes, a fantastic start. The game at that point is far from over. I saw too much discourse on Twitter, on social media, among Niner people saying, why are you running Debo Samuel when you're up 21-0 in the second quarter? The game is not over. It's far from over. To your point, Kyle Shanahan is trying to put the game away. And the best way to do that is give the ball to your elite playmakers. That's what he did. One more score, then you you don't need to push as hard. But the game is far from over against Tom Brady, 21 points in the second quarter. Imagine Steve Kerr sitting Stephen Curry in the second quarter of a basketball game because they're up by 25. Like, that doesn't happen. No one And no one would ever... People, if that happened, people would be like, "What the hell are you doing?" Yeah. Like people, like you don't just sit your star I, because you're up by a certain amount of points. I can, I can imagine. So, so Steph Curry normally plays basically the whole first quarter, and yeah. then the final six minutes of the second quarter. Four minute mark, the second quarter comes around. Still no Steph Curry in. I can just imagine Warriors Twitter absolutely bursting at the seams, calling for Steve Kerr's head. It's at that's a a, a good comparison. Evan, I, I'm, 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 I am a fan of that one. Yes. Like it, it just, it just wouldn't happen. Like I, I, we only have a couple minutes left in the episode. Um, I don't want to spend too much more time uh, going down the. I don't even want to call it discourse. To me, it's just complaining, uh, complaining from 49ers fans about Debo Samuel's Look, injury that isn't even it. season ending. It, I mean, it, it is a tough injury. Like I 100% understand the frustration. I mean, this is a Niner team. We've talked about it a lot. Not just this year, but years and years and years and years in a row. Terrible injury luck. Just absolutely terrible. We've talked about a lot on the podcast. Is there some blame? Is it just simply bad luck? It can't possibly be bad luck. It's happened so many times. The frustration is 100% justified. You you get dealt a gut punch when Jimmy Garoppolo goes down just last week, but you pick up the best win of the season. Now you're saved by this miracle seventh-round pick, Brock Purdy, and you finally start feeling confident again, and then Debo Samuel goes down. I understand the frustration. I'm right there with you, but please do not put the blame on your head coach who is just trying his best to win a football game and to put – a 28-point lead on the greatest quarterback of all time. Do not blame him. He is doing his job. It's just an unfortunate turn of events. I also do want to dig into the definition of unluckiness when it comes to the 49ers at a later point. 
my first example would be, well, yeah, you were unlucky that Trey Lance got hurt. You also were lucky at a quarterback that you could th- get, then go seven and three with. Yeah, you were unlucky that quarterback got hurt again. You're also pretty lucky that you got Brock Purdy, who apparently is a, a decent, serviceable, maybe even damn good quarterback. Yeah, you were unlucky you lost Trent Williams. You're lucky it was only a three-week injury. You were unlucky you lost Eric Armstead, but oh, wait, he's back on the field and producing. Like, I, I understand why people are not happy that their players continue to go down. It could be much worse. Just look at the other side of the football in the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. All right. Um <laughs> Sorry, I had to get that off my chest. We we can dig into this at a later point. Uh, You're fired up. I, I am. What Brock Purdy's got me fired up, Mark. All right, I'm. I am understandable. Wired. Uh, speaking of which, like, do we have to hand out a game ball? Is, do we even have to like go that far as to say that there would be anyone else besides Brock Purdy to hand a game ball to? I I mean, I understand that pick. Christian McCaffrey was also incredible in this game. Talk he, to him, Mark. I mean, he, let's see, I, I, I can bring him up if you're, if you're watching on YouTube right now. 153 total yards, two touchdowns, one receiving, one on the ground. Uh, every time he touched the ball, you felt like it was he was capable of breaking it for 20-plus yards. He had so many explosive plays, multiple long runs, the, the long touchdown, which was an incredible toe-tap slash drag after he lost control of the ball originally, gained it back, and still managed to get two feet in. It was incredible. Um, I think the the game ball is at least on the offensive side. The two of them, the leaders, need to be Purdy and McCaffrey. Yeah, no, I'm with you. That's that's a great call. And um, Christian McCaffrey is also, you know, 38 yard scamper out of Brady's interception to start the second half. Might as well have put the game away if it wasn't yeah. already. Uh, so that was the final score for the 49ers. And the final today is 35 to seven. Uh, I am Evan Giddings. That is Mark Grandy. As always, we are coming at you on the 415ers podcast. Mark, my man, thank you. I know we were on here a little bit longer than we usually are, but honestly, this episode felt like it's uh, just flew by. Yes, sir. I'm right there with you, Evan. Looking forward to the next one when we get ready for Thursday night football. Yeah, big game coming up on Thursday. 49ers have a chance to win the division outright against the Seattle Seahawks, who inexplicably dropped one at home today, the Carolina Panthers. Uh, we will look forward to that one, an episode coming your way on Wednesday, and, of course, the reaction episode on Friday. So a lot of great stuff and a lot of great content coming your way this week on the 415ers podcast. Make sure to download, rate, and subscribe. And in the meantime, enjoy your week. We'll talk to you before The 49ers potentially seventh win in a row. But for today, they beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They take down the GOAT, and they do it in dominant fashion with Brock Purdy at quarterback. We'll talk to you next time. We appreciate you tuning in.